Welcome to Talking to Myself. I am Myra Kay, and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chocolate Chip. I am a 20-year communication professor who doesn't profess to know it all about communication, hence the name Talking to Myself, because trust me, I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. So I'm not only talking to you about communication, but I'm talking to myself. Today we are talking about our expectations. Yes, we all have them. They all play into our perceptions. And today we're just going to dive right into those expectations. Boom. Last week I talked about how I've been having all these home cooked meals. And quite frankly, I have been longing for some Popeye's chicken or just something from the outside. <clears throat> so when I was thinking about eating out, it got me to thinking about some of my, my students and how many of them are servers at different restaurants. And one of which I remember I was talking to her about being a server and I just asked her, I'm like, how do you, do you know if a, if a person's going to be a good tipper or a bad tipper? And she was like, Oh, absolutely. Like when a person walks in, I can look at them and tell right away if they're going to be a good tipper or a bad tipper. And I was like, how can you, you know what, how can you tell? How can you tell? And she's like, I can just look at them and tell. And so she goes through and she's trying to tell me how she can, you know, notice them. And I'm thinking that's some racist shit, but oh, okay. If that's what you think, but really what was going on is it was what I noticed to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, which means, you know, you have an expectation about something and whether you notice it or not, your behavior changes. And then maybe that other party's behavior changes. And then your expectation comes true. And you say, see, I told you. I knew I was right, you know, but really you weren't right. You know, maybe you weren't. The thing is that your behavior changed, the other person's behavior changed, and that's what made the expectation happen. So when we think about the server who was my student, let's say she saw this person who she thought was going to be a great tipper. She looks at him, she sizes him up, she seats him, and she's changing her behavior and she's being really nice. She's giving them some napkins, extra water. She's smiling. She's not noticing her behavior is changing, but they're noticing that they have a really great server. You know, she's very attentive. You know, she's making sure they have what they need. Right. And then at the end of the meal, they give her a big tip because their behavior is reinforcing her behavior. And she sees it and she's like, see, I told you, my expectation was that they were gonna be a great tipper they were a great tipper because I can always show, I can always see a great tipper coming. That's not what happened. Her behavior changed and so did theirs. Her expectation was reinforced. So we're just kind of thinking about some of those, those times in our lives when maybe we thought someone was doing something one way when really our expectations and behaviors could have been aligned and maybe that's what made things change. Right. I definitely think uh, <clears throat> a lot of times expectations a lot uh, push a lot of behaviors, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, my biggest example is, uh, I would say, uh, last year when the Lamar Jackson got drafted by the uh, Ravens, it was a lot of expectation from a lot of guys saying, hey, this guy does not have it. Okay. This guy does not, he's not the guy. He will not win MVP. He will not win a championship. Okay. He got drafted at the end of the first round, and this past year he was MVP. Okay. So, okay. A lot of people uh, definitely changed their behaviors and said, "Okay, this guy is, you know, a real deal guy." You know, okay. definitely changed it. And, and but it's kind of the other way. But 
And then, and another thing just happened uh, uh, two days ago mm-hmm. when uh, Joe Burrow got drafted by the Bengals. Right, absolutely. Um, it was it's a huge expectation that he'll do so so many things in Cincinnati, but it's also saying that, I mean like you know they're putting a lot of this a lot of this hype on this kid. Mm-hmm. Is this kid going to be good? Is right. he even good enough absolutely. to do this? Absolutely. So that's all. That's it's, it's all expectations and you know perceptions right. Right. and opinions. So. Absolutely, and that's the first thing I thought when I heard it. I kept hearing people say. Oh, he just ruined his career by going with the Bengals. He just he just shot it. It's over. And I kept thinking, okay, people have all these expectations of this this kid coming into the Bengals. I know they I know they suck right now, but okay. And they're talking about he's going to ruin his career. But what if he comes in and he's just trash? Right. What if he walks in and he's just trash next year? And it has nothing to do with the Bengals. But the, but people are going to say, see, I told you, ruined his career. Went with the Bengals. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. him. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not the Bengals. Maybe Lamar Jackson changed because his behavior changed, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they had one set of expectations for Lamar Jackson, but his behavior changed and that's what made everything change. And now everyone else's expectations are different about Lamar Jackson. Right. So that that's a whole other flip of self-fulfilling prophecy. And he took a whole, he took control of that situation, really. You for know, sure, he, he yeah, changed sure. those perceptions. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a whole different ball game in a way of thinking about it. And really it's about your behavior. Your behaviors are what drive the expectations, you know. And even with the um the Google Classroom now, like I know, like a lot of my friends, they say they work better in school than they do at home. They've seen a huge decline in their grades. Okay. Since uh, we were in school. Okay. So so here we are. We're we're gonna finish school out online. Right. You know, remotely. And you're saying that your friends are like, I don't know if I like this Google Classroom, right. you know? And what are, what else are they saying about it? They, I mean, they just don't like it. They feel like they did way better in school because the teacher was right there and they got it explained more and they feel like they're basically teaching themselves because okay. nobody's there to really explain it to them. So what do you think your teachers think? Do your teachers have an expectation about what you should do or shouldn't do or what should happen on Google Classroom or... I mean, a lot of my teachers have been supportive. They wanted to take breaks in between. But we've been having assignments every day, like five or six assignments for every class. We've been really loading up on assignments. But for us, like, we don't really do Zoom. So the only, like, place for us to communicate with our teachers would be Google Classroom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nobody really wants to, like, type out exactly what you're going to do. And, you know, like, they did, like, a few videos, but... Even that, it's like not all the time. Okay. So I feel like they have it more easier than us. I okay. feel like we're definitely doing more work than they are because they have it easier. Okay, the teachers have it easier. Right. Okay, so the teacher's expectation is what? Do you think they think that you're at home chilling or? I mean, like for me, I do my work. So if a teacher sees a student who's doing their work all the time, you know, students doing the work all the time, they're going to feel as if, you know, they're actually really doing something and they want to continue what they're doing because it looks good. Everybody's getting their work done more than they've ever been at school because, you know, we're not doing anything else. We can't go nowhere. We're just in the house. So So the expectation is they're not doing anything. They got plenty of time. They can do it. Right. And so the teacher's behavior is, from what I hear you saying, is that they're stacking you up with work. Right. So they're giving you all kinds of assignments, maybe even more assignments than I think you said you had maybe even in class. Yeah. And so students are at home. They have time. And I guess you're doing them because you 
you can do it 24 hours a day. You can do it whenever you need, whenever you can do it. So you're getting the work done. Teachers see it and they're like, whoa, they're getting the work done. And so I'm guessing they're giving you more work. Right. So they're, so even though they're giving you a lot, they're giving you even more because they see that you're getting it done. Mm-hmm. So their expectation of, oh, they're just at home. They can get it done is actually being reinforced because y'all are getting it done. Yes. Right. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. That's a, that's an interesting, interesting take on that. Yeah, it is. And, um, I, I mean, you can also think, I mean, like, I know it can be a lot easier for, you know, a lot of people, but it's also more difficult for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. in the instance, uh, a teacher can upload a, uh, uploads a file on, on Google classrooms. You guys do it and and grade it. I mean, I can go out and have a a part-time job if Mm -hmm. if that's all it takes. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the teachers in, in, in particular are, they need to show their, they, they want to show their value. So Mm -hmm. I think, in order to show their value, they, they want kids in the classroom to teach them and say, hey, this is how you do it, you know, not this online class. So mm-hmm. the teacher's value, I think that goes a long way, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they expect that not only will <clears throat> not only will the online give the students, you know, a little more time to do it, but they expect that they teach better than okay. online classroom, okay. you know. So they have an expectation that, hey, a face-to-face interaction is going to be better than online. Absolutely. And so I want to secure my job. So I'm not going to maybe bend over backwards in this online environment because I want to secure what I have face to face. Right, right, right. right? I do. A, we, the, the students learn a lot more when I give my own, you know, my own stories, my own opinions, right, my own experiences. Right, you right, know, so. right. So they can't get that same that same secret sauce online. Right. And so, yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and push those assignments out there to those students. But because there's an expectation that it can be done, but I'm not going to give them everything, right. you know, because I need to secure my position and I don't want it to just be like this kind of thing that anyone can do. Right. Right. Kind of that you can you. just move me out. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've done them both. I've done online. I've done face to face and you know, they're just different. They're just really different. You know, you have some students who the ones who sign up for online definitely want to be online. They don't want to me to give them any stories. They're not trying to have me jumping on a Zoom with them here and there. They're not trying to get me to do any videos. They just don't want that. They want the rubric. They want the assignment. They want a due date, and they want to call it a day. And then I have those students who sign up for face-to-face classes, and they sign up for me. Absolutely. They they see my name, and they're like, oh, yeah, I heard about her. I want her. I want the stories. I want the secret sauce. I I want that. And so... It just depends. It depends on what each student wants. And so I don't think that there's one specific way to go. I think that there are different ways that we can go with this. And I think we've learned that with higher education. And then hopefully we'll learn that with secondary. You know, I think we're learning that now that it's not just about the way we've always done it. You know, now we're seeing that maybe we can do it in some different ways. And so now that we see that it does work remotely, we can maybe put some more time and effort into it and kind of split it up a little bit, you know, where teachers are doing some things remotely and then also doing some things, you know, face-to-face where teachers still are feeling valued and secure and students also feel like, okay, I'm learning something and I'm not just teaching myself. You know, there's more of an expectation on both ends and Mm -hmm. there's more of a a push in behavior on both ends of it. So definitely some stuff to think about. You know, I, I think we should always think about obviously our perceptions and how those play in to our behaviors and how our behaviors play into those perceptions.